Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Daf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We're now in Masachet Psachim Daf Nun Vav Amud Bet. In the middle of the Amud, continuing our analysis of the behavior of the people of Yericho and those items, those behaviors that they had, which Chachamim approved of and those which they uh, disapproved of. Portzim uh, Pratzot. In the Brighta, we said that they would make holes in their fences so that the poor could come in and eat from fruit that had fallen off the trees on Shabbat during years of famine. The dispute between uh, the people of Yericho and the Chachamim or, um, was if they had the the um, branches, the date branches, of course, considering these are trees in Yericho, so we have to assume date trees, they were atop of the tree. The Rabbanon said, we can't allow them to come in and eat them because then they might climb up and take them. They said, we're not ha- we don't have such concern. But the ones that are lower, agrees that it was mutar. So Rava turned to Ula, who had come with her support, and said, but all these fruit are muktsa. And so therefore, even if it falls off the tree, it was not available before Shabbat. So Rava challenges and says, you want to tell me that perhaps since they'd be fit for ravens, so if they would fall off the tree, a raven would eat it, therefore you would call it fit for a man? But we say that even something that's fit for a man is not fit for a caliph. Because Rehuda says, if an animal dropped dead on Shabbat, then it's muktzah, because it's not minhamuchan, meaning even though it was muchan ladam, it's not muchan leklavim now, for dogs. Therefore, flip it, if it's only fit for ravens, it's not fit for adam. So Marle in. Sorry, Ula's answer back to Ravu was, yeah, indeed. The reason that if it's fit for a man, it's not fit for dogs, is because that for the nevela that becomes a nevela on Shabbat, it's not is not permitted to the dogs, is because if it's something fit for man, he doesn't put it out of his mind. But but if it's fit for ravens, it is fit for man. Anything that's fit for me, I'll think about. And therefore, if I have fruit on the tree that even though I know that if it's going to fall off the tree, the ravens may get to it, I may also get to it. Kiata Ravin. So now Ravin came from Eretz Yisrael. He gave said something that Ravu was much more sympathetic to. He said the machloket was only about the low-lying things. And that was essentially the machloket, whether or not something that's fit for ravens is also fit for man. But if it's the the ones high up, everybody agrees it's asur because we we decree that you, perhaps you're going to come and cut it down. And again, that's much more sympathetic to Rava's position. All right. The other thing that the people of Yericho did that the Chacham didn't approve of was not nimpeyaliyerek. They would give payoff from vegetables. Had it not in the famous Mishnah in the, the middle of the first paragraph, the five definition, uh, definitional criteria of peya, which is ochel, which are uh, bushes that are used for dye, Nishmar, prat lehefker, so it has to be something that's owned and not ownerless. Gidlom in has to go from the ground, prat lechmeinu pitriot, as opposed to fungi. Ligatatan keachat, that has one harvest season, prat leteinim, as opposed to figs that have two. 
it's something that's preserved partly yerek as opposed to vegetables. So vegetables are patur from peya. Why would they give uh, peya? We're talking about returner pets. And it's something that they preserve with something else, and that's what they disagree. In other words, the people of Yericho felt that these particular vegetables really are chayv because they fit the criteria of machasolakiyum. So the people of Yericho felt that's called uh, preserving. said it's not. They used to give peya, and it's not just in Yericho, in general, from cabbages and from uh, from turnips. Also this other kind of uh, grass. So we have another mix of these three. So It sounds like there's three tanayim here. Whether or not it's only lefet, no vet, no, no yurakot, or a few of them. So, lo, trey tanayahu, there's only two opinions. Vatanakama, Rabbi Shimon, Hanu Rabbi Yossi. Who is Rabbi Shimon's Tanakama, the one who disagrees with him? It's Rabbi Yossi, Vatanakama, Rabbi Yossi, Hanu Rabbi Shimon. In other words, there's only two opinions here. Umay af akamaita. So when he said af, uh, af likruv, what he meant was that that's going on the, on the, uh, first line. Meaning, he said lefet, he said also kruv, and he said, and and uh, and Rabbiosi said kaflut also is like lefet, but not kruv. And the Tanakam Rabbi Shimon, which is Rabbiosi, said um, the lefet le kaflut, and Rabbi Shimon says not only that, but also kruv like lefet, but kaflut he left out, and so there really are only two opinions here. Tanah Banan, Ben Bohian, a particular family, Natan Pe'al Yerek, Uva Aviv Mitzan Lani'im Shayutu Unim Yerek V'omdim HaPetach HaGinah. He saw the poor people standing there with the Yerek they'd picked up his Pe'ah by the by the entrance of the garden. Amar Lem Banaya, Shlichu Me'alechem, Vani Noten Lachem Kiflaim B'Musar. You know what? Throw all that stuff down, I'll give you twice as much that's already had Maser taken from him. Now, critical to understand what's going on. The rule is that there is no pair from here. Now, what's the issue? The issue is as follows. If you give something something as peah, which isn't peah, then it's chayav and masrot, but since they took it as peah, they won't think so. There's no meeting tavel. That's why this is a problem. And it's not just staka. So he said, you know what? You give it back to me. I'm going to give you twice as much from stuff that's already musar. Why do you have to say, so you shouldn't think I'm stingy? So that he shouldn't, they shouldn't think that he's just putting them off, and then when they, when they turn away, he's not going to give them anything. Okay. This is now another historic evolution of uh, how, how customs changed based on consider, uh, based on considerations of how they would play out. Originally, they would take the pelts of Kodshim and leave it out in Lishkat Beta Parva, in the Azara. And then at night, they would divide them up and give them to the Beit Av of that day of the Kohanim. So the big tough guys would take them with their strength and the other guys would not get any. They made a new takana that they'd hand them out every Friday to the Mishmar that had been there all week. They'd take the whole Mishmar, it should be all the Bateyav, that Mishmar would take them together. He still had the big tough guys taking them. What happened? The owner said, We're this, the Shemaim, Kohanim can't have it. 
ולא היו ממועטים עד שחיפו את ההיכל כולו בטבלות של זהב שאמר למה קרובי דינר זהב. So what happened is they ended up donating so much that you had this gold all over the mikdash, there was no room. They would take these pelts and, and open them up. They'd see that everything's beautiful in the Mikdash. There used to be sycamore wood in Yericho. And the big tough guys would take them. And this is the whole history of the Gamziot. The uh, owners would be maktish them, so these tough guys wouldn't take them. So he used to say about people like this, he, quote, he mentioned a whole bunch of families that had very big tough guys uh, in them. And he said, woe to me from them and from their uh, servants or from their uh, um, from their scribes who would all take advantage through this nepotism and power of their position. And as a result, we had to rearrange the way we did things, including we maktish these things. Rishona. Uh, in the uh, in the first mikdash, the you would hear four cries in the azara. The first one was Sumikan bnei elish dimuhi chalashem. First of all, bnei eli. This goes back to Shiloh. You were matamei chalashem. The way you abused your position, get out. Particular kohen. He would put gloves on his hands of silk and do the avoda, which of course is pasul. It's a chatzitza and it's a yitur begadim. And my machoga be yitur begadim because no makom begadim, but nonetheless it's a chatzitza. Od tzavcha hazara, another cry. Suusha v'shechem k'nishmal v'piachi talmidel shapinchas shemesh bekunagdola. The cry for you, the sishmal, to become the kohen gadol. He behaved like his ancestor Pinchas. For Otzav Chazara, Susharim Shechem, Kres Yochanan ben Narvoi, Tamidit Shopan Koi, Vimalek Resomi Kotche Shemaim. He should come in and be able to eat from all the Kodshim. So, in other words, there were two Koanim, or sets of Koanim, that, that were, the cry was to get rid of them, and two that they wanted to have in. Amrov Yochanan ben Narvoi, that last one we heard, Shaya Ochel Shaloshmir Agalim, he would eat 300 calves, Vodesh Shaloshmir Gavayan, drink 300 barrels of wine, Vodesh Shaloshmir Gavayan, drink 300 and eat 40 saw of birds as, uh, as dessert. Okay, clearly some hyperbole here. Amrukoyamav Shalichem and Narvai, Lonsan, Notar Mikdash. There was never Notar because he ate everything up. My Sakhar of Yisachar Ishkvar Barkoy. What happened to that Yisachar, who was the second fellow, the one they wanted out? Malka Makata Havuyatvi. Here's what happened. The king and queen were sitting. Malka Amar Gadyayai. The king said, Goats are better. Malkata Amri Imrayai. And the queen said, Lambs are better. Uman Mochachs said, Who can we ask? Coin Gadol. Ask the Coin Gadol. He knows all the animals. Masakavanar Kuyomi brings Kobanot every day. Ata Ihu Achlibiade. He came and he showed. Igadyayai Yasak Lutmida. And he said, If the goat is better, let it be the Korban Tamid. So Ramalka, who of Lohavile, Emtad Machuta, he has no year fear for the king. Nifsukulimina will cut his right hand off. So he paid money and instead had them only cut off his left hand. He's still a Balmum. The king heard about this and so the king himself cut off his right hand so he ended up with neither hand. 
said, blessed is God who had his, this guy's hands cut off in this world. Uh, and remember, his sin was that he used to keep his hands covered with silk, with silk when doing the Avodah. Uh, he's not in the Mishnah. He, meaning he didn't know the Mishnah when asked the question. Whenever you have a choice, you always take lambs before goats. So lambs are clearly preferable. You might think because they're better. When it comes to a chatat, you could bring a keves or an aes. And either one, they're equal. So kvasim come first, like zeratakatuv. So therefore, he should have known that uh, that the fact that the Korban Tommy is brought from the Kavis doesn't prove that, and he should have had more fear of the king, and said, either I don't know, or else the king is right. He didn't just not know Mishnah. When the Torah talks about Shlamim, it says, if you want to bring a Kavis, and if you want to bring an A's, implying that they're equal, and not, not one, no one is better than the other. This actually is a perfect, a beautiful ending to this parak because we're going to start, as it were, the second part of Masachet Psachim, or the second Masachet of Psachim, which is Prakim uh, 5 through 9, uh, which is a um, comprehensive presentation of the Korban Pesach and uh, the laws relating to the Korban Pesach. And so this ending of Makom Shinagu dealing with the Koinim, Dolim, and the Avodah is a very beautiful segue. In the handout at the end of the first shiur of the next parak, there is a two-sided handout, and one side of it is a uh, an overview of these prakim, uh, a general outline of the prakim 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, to take us all the way to Arve Psachim, which of course returns us to the practicum of Pesach, even without the Mikdash, Ibanet Bimhiravya Medo. Everybody should have a wonderful day.